76 of the Strong Style Story Podcast here on the PWOM Podcast Network. I am your host, Selector Jeffrey Wessel. You can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. And the blog is at strongstylestory.tumblr.com. With me today, the one, the only, the OG, Chris Damasceno. Chris, how are you, man? Trying to be as tranquilo as humanly possible on a Sunday, uh, which the weekends are supposed to be for this sort of thing. But, you know, current state of the world, things to talk about, everything in between. Sometimes it's not as easy as you'd like to think it would be. So Yeah, and uh, as we got into a little bit on last episode, and we're going to get into here right now because we, we do tend to like to do the serious stuff at the top of the episode. Um, yeah, my, my blog, the, the, the silly little New Japan pro wrestling blog called strongstylestory.tumblr.com, uh, once again, I've been having to do, like, every third post has had something to do with the states of emergency and, and COVID and the Olympics and the Japanese government, and my head is spinning at this point, Chris. It has to be said, my head is spinning. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, once again, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, well, it's getting—it's gotten worse. Uh, Tokyo, yeah. in a fourth, count him fourth state of emergency that is still basically toothless and pretty much voluntary. And uh, it, you know, oh, oh no, we—you know, we—we—we've tried nothing and, and and nothing's worked. You know, mm-hmm. and the old line from The Simpsons, and you know. As of yesterday, because I didn't have the heart to look today, but as of yesterday, uh, Tokyo posted over a thousand po- new positive cases, including yesterday's. Uh, you know, as we record this on Sunday the 18th, yesterday's at over 1,400, which was like a new record since you know in the last six months. It, yeah, it's just very much a situation too, where at the end of the day, they had the months to prepare for this and you'd think a country that was so hell-bent on hosting the olympics would have kind of gotten on the boat of get these vaccines here as early as possible get them approved get and you know get people vaccinated before the olympics starts but they procrastinated on that and unfortunately it's the people who are paying for it which yeah uh, well i mean there was a it, thing i saw yesterday that said 80 percent of Near, nearly 80% of the 47 prefectural capitals are having to change their their vaccination schemes because of shortages. Yeah, I believe it. 80%. Especially as, percent. Especially as I mentioned that they were not prepared in any way, shape, or form for this. And now... So- Just. And now we're we're having positive cases pop up now in the Olympic Village, including... Um, Oh, who's that tennis player today? Coco 
Hang on. Let me get the name here. But yeah, a, 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 a Coco Golf, tennis player for the USA, tested positive in the Olympic Village today. And you know we, we we've had you know uh, a a a, a uh, you know an, an IOC delegate from South Korea tested positive when he got to Narada, and it, it's like. You know, the, the Delta variant is going buck wild. Not that, you know, anywhere else is any better because, um, you know, the UK is due to come out of their full lockdown tomorrow. And boy. <laughs> oh, I'm expecting a full-fledged mess on that front. 100%. Yeah. And, you know, just the... And thankfully, there have been some political consequences to this now, too, because whether coincidental or not, the ruling LDP party uh, about three weeks ago, maybe four at this point, um, failed in their alliance with another party to get a majority in the Tokyo General Assembly. And they say that the Tokyo General Assembly election will is usually a bellwether for how things are going to go in the general election that is supposed to be happening by October. So, um, good. There I mean, should be consequences for this kind of shit. Yeah. And even though, you know, we, we can say in, you know, in our narrow pro wrestling interest that that would, you know, mean that Hiroshi Hase would lose a cabinet spot. But then again, he's still got a reckoning for the nonsense he pulled last summer. You know, yeah. he, he, he and some of his fellow LDP party members. Yeah. And, just to kind of get this back into the pro wrestling side in general, again, these states of emergencies have been affecting shows pretty much all over the country. We've spoken at length about this before. Not much really has changed at that point since. So. Yeah, I mean, Noah recently has run, like, empty arena shows again. And for, like, major matches, too, like that that like that cage mm-hmm. war match between Masakita Mia and... Uh, and uh yeah, oh, so Nakajima. Nakajima, thank you. And also, you know, Keno versus Great Muda was a closed was a empty arena match. Yeah, exactly. So at the end of the day, yeah, this kind of thing, it's having its consequences. And it's affecting a scene again. We're finally supposed to be getting the uh Tokyo Dome show uh at the middle of the summer that we were supposed to have gotten quite a few weeks back. Back, back at back on May twenty ninth, yeah. And yeah. Tickets had to, ticket sales had to stop last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we'll we'll get into that too, as far as the meat of the show. But yeah, I mean, t- I mean, ticket sales had to stop. So, you know, it's it, shit's not good, guys. And even if they're not holding, I mean, all the Olympic events are supposed to be without spectators. But at this point, so what? Nothing is secure. And, you know, and, you know, some of the half-assed methods by which people are trying to secure things like, you know, the, the, the hotel in Tokyo that posts signs on their elevators saying Japanese only and foreigners only. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? That's your solution is, 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 is racial segregation? Holy shit, guys. <sighs> so yes, it's been an overall mess altogether in all aspects. It's been affecting professional wrestling in Japan as a whole. Uh, companies have been doing the best that they can under the circumstances. There's been 
definitely some movements happening here and there, but it's just, it's been irresponsible. And unfortunately, I think it's the kind of thing that is going to affect Japan for the rest of the year at minimum on every aspect. And that's including shows as well, too, because you know, at the end of the day, when you have vaccine shortages and the like, oh, yes, you're fine. Uh, it's, again, overall, just a mess. Yeah. And it's not good. But I mean, I I look at this and I see, you know, but now, you know, AEW has gone to full crowds and now, you know, WWE is going back to touring shows with crowds. I mean, are are we in trouble again? Is what I feel here, you know? So. That's a a good question to ask, admittedly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously the U.S.'s vaccination rate is, is much higher than Japan's, but also wrestling fans sometimes eh, have some uh, have some opinions, and uh, yeah, Cons- yeah, there are concerns. There are valid concerns when it comes to talking about the states of. I think not even just wrestling fans, but I think if you take certain fandoms in general and their hygiene habits or lack thereof, yeah. Man, there's there's some concern there. That yeah. has to be I mean, I, I I've already got tickets for some wrestling events coming up, and I'll I'll tell you what I I will 100% be masked the whole time, even if nobody else in the arena is, you know. Yeah, pretty much, and I, mean, I know for sure on our end of the spectrum that with uh, Los Angeles County having assigned like the uh, indoor mask policy again, pretty much 100% of the time now. Uh, people are going to have to be doing that for Mystery Vortex uh, in two weeks' time from yeah. this recording, which I will be going to. So, did you get yeah, your ticket? Got, yeah. I talked, right on. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, initially, I emailed over the weekend like before the Monday sale portion, just letting them know of the situation with the Kobe ticket that I had for that show in particular. The schematics got worked out, so I'm in uh, general admission for that. So, yep, I'm all set for it. And I'll get to wear, like, my cool little Hayabusa mask that I bought during the pandemic. So I think it's a win-win, to be honest. But, you, but you've decided to to set out uh, Resurgence, which we're going to talk about here in, in greater depth mm-hmm. coming up. Just the, Yeah, the timing, unfortunately, just isn't going to, like, pan out. And with tickets, for the most part, being... Mostly, I think, just the very, like, further away sections at the call, at the forum. It's kind of just like, well, mm, I'm just not sure. I think that this this money can be saved for, like, Bola tickets and that trip if that does go down. So, right. So, all right. Well, you're going to you're you're going to PWG right on. I'm going to AEW Dynamite and All Out in Hoffman Estates and all the uh, the summit shows are going to go on sale this coming Friday, except for Black Label's show, which go on sale tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. okay. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, so last time we convened on this show, uh, Kazuna Road had either just started or was about to start. Yeah, it had started already. We were a couple of shows into the road, too. And yeah. Then, and then, uh, yeah, then. Kazuna Road was uh, had some interesting stuff on it, it has to be mm-hmm. said. Um, not least of which, the, 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 the unlikely is title holder of all Yoshihashi has, he has a title reign that has gone seven defenses now. Yeah. 
Buddha. I mean, to be fair, he was. I guess all the years of not winning anything, he was overdue for like a lengthy reign of some kind on something. So, I mean, it keeps him, Goto, and Ishii occupied, and the never sex man titles are actually being less comedy titles this year thus far, and more actual like trios titles that get defended and have like a consistent set of champions that have been able to take on anybody and win. So yeah, it's kind of wild, honestly, isn't it? It is considering the years that we have spent covering new Japan and covering that title from its birth, to be honest with you. Oh yeah. 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 It's astounding. I mean, great. (laughs) Good. And I mean, I, I thought that the match against, the third generation was legitimately a good one. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite of, of the defenses so far that they've done. That and the uh, LIJ team that also challenged them at one point too. That was, a, that was a fun one too. So yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've actually made something of this, which I don't know if that says good things or bad things about New Japan, but you know what? You 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 want everything to be on the high road, you know, you, you, you want things, even things you don't expect, even titles you think are worthless. You want them to be, to be elevated, you know? Yeah. You want it to be consequential because I think also from a new Japan standard is if you're making all of your titles actually matter and the scenes within the matter, that means you can actually push them as certain main events and certain road shows or certain, uh, smaller, like, tours as well too it's not always gonna have to be a situation where it's the big singles like heavyweight title match or uh what not having to get that gate to sort of draw in and i guess that's another big thing that i've noticed too we did see at least a couple of these really fun interesting singles matches that didn't involve titles of any kind and didn't involve like I mean, it obviously involved, like, rivalries and the like for, say, tag team titles or the trios titles, for example. But it's a good example that New Japan needs, ideally, it wouldn't hurt them, in my opinion, at least, to take a couple more risks and do more of these singles matches between different wrestlers. It doesn't always have to be for a title or some sort of, like, blood feud. Yeah, It can just be singles matches and tours. Yeah, yeah, let's get into that real quick, because I also wanted to mention, of course, there was also a, a, a title change during Kazuna Road, which was the, the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Uh, Ishimori and El Fantasmo took them from Rapongi 3K, and the cycle of life begins anew, because we all know now that Rapongi 3K will regain them at Wrestle Kingdom 16, because this is exactly the storyline that they have. <laughs> like, that is the storyline Rapongi 3K has, yes. That's been the formula, yes. But, um, yeah, because I, I, I just want to say that, yeah, we, we had the, the, the trial series for both uh, Yorosuji and Yuya Uemura during the Kazuna Road Tour, and those were my favorite, that was my absolute favorite part of that tour. My absolute favorite part of that tour. And... It's funny that recently we had a situation come up where now Cody Ibushi had to um, withdraw for some cards because of illness due to the vaccine, like he was suffering side effects from it. And so, like, we had, you know, random singles matches like Shingo versus, you know, Hirai Kawato. And I'm mm-hmm. like, 
can we just do this going forward? Just have random ass singles matches? Like, you know, the, the yes, the IWGP champion can have a random ass singles match against, like, I don't know, Yujiro or somebody. Yeah. Just, you know, mm-hmm. please. <laughs> yeah, the, the fact, the fact, the very fact that we can see Shingo Takagi commit acts of violence on Master Wato akin to the fact that as treating uh, Master Wato or Heroic Wato, whichever name you want to choose to call him, as like a, you know, weirder looking version of B.B. Hulk and just slam him left, right, and center. <laughs> By all means, go for it. <laughs> oh, yes. You, you know, you, guys, you can take the, the, the guy out of Dragon Gate, but you can't take the Dragon Gate out of the guy, you know? Absolutely and I, not. And I, 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 I meant that about Chris, not Shingo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, applicable in both camps, I would say, at this Indeed. point. <laughs> you know, one of these days, Chris, you and I are going to have to have that conversation where we're like, do we actually want to expand the scope of of this podcast? But then we'd have to make it a weekly show, and I already do one of those. I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I'd say revisit these talks, come anniversary time. That gives us enough time to really consider it. You know, it, it is something I have considered in the past, and, and, and I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I was having to expand the blog that way by necessity during certain points about, you know, where, where, where states of emergency were affecting pro wrestling. So, you know, I don't know. I just don't know. Maybe we can. It can happen. Things, we'll things to consider. I mean, let, let's face it. You, you and I both have interest in pro rest beyond new japan easily mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, in fact we're going to be talking about one of those at least two of them later but um yeah i mean i i am for this please let us have more just more singles matches for god's sake if there's one thing that has changed about my viewing of new japan during the pandemic is that my tolerance for the endless prelude tag match cycle is like at an all time low, you know. <laughs> like I, I, yeah. I can't deal with Anyone, it. Like, do we get the concept? Yes. Have we seen it for so long that it's just nice to see something a little bit different every once in a while? Yeah. Also, yes. Yeah, I mean, just please give us singles matches. We like singles matches too. Not everything has to be for a fucking title or be a feud match. I mean, especially on like tour shows. I mean, what do you think TV? What do you think TV matches are in America? You know. Yeah. And I'll tell you what uh, the 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 almost two years that I've spent watching AEW Dynamite now coming back into American TV, you know, weekly American TV wrestling is changing my how I'm watching New Japan too. And I don't know if it's the same for you. No, yeah, it's definitely been a change altogether on my side of defense as well, where you see some of the things that work within the North American cycle and certain things that obviously don't. But then you're also kind of looking at what else you've been watching outside of, you know, the obvious North American TV side and seeing, okay, so how's Japan doing this? And some promotions are doing it this way. Some are doing it another way. There's pros and cons to everything, and I get that New Japan is very set on their format, especially with still very much a global pandemic going on. But at the same time, certain changes are good. Uh, 
it's very much a situation where I'd like to see if it is still Ghetto and Jada running the show and Dick Togo has some input into things now, like I believe it's been reported on. Listen to Dick Togo a little bit more. He knows his stuff as well. And it seems like he might advocate for a different thing or two that you guys could try out. I mean, so. you know what? I mean, even though they weren't advertised as the, the even though they weren't advertised as trial series matches, the fact that they got bonus trial series matches, you know, with Yuya going up against Kota Ibushi and then Yoda Suji going getting Shingo. I mean, come on. We like this shit, you know? <laughs> So I'll be just yeah be, agreed. Just g- g- give us what we want here. <laughs> God damn! Please, yes, it'd be lovely. I mean, let, I mean, let's you know what this would that would be the perfect spot for someone like Ocon because he wasn't getting booked on Kazuna Road until Cobb came back, and that is a fucking problem because Great Ocon yeah. is one of your best, currently one of your best characters. <laughs> o- Ocon has been, like, almost the highlight of just about every show that he's been on, which is just kind of a testament as a whole to the character, the antics, and everything in between. Like, that's a guy that should be getting the reps as a singles guy and as a tag guy as well when Cobb is around for tours. Like, uh, you can do things with him. You can have him beat up on some of these younger lions. You can have him beat up a tiger mask or a New Japan dad every once in a blue moon in a single I mean, bout, gee, too. I mean, Jesus, have him beat up, like, I don't know, Yoshihashi once or twice, you know? I mean, it could happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know what? I'll tell you what. I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. As far as our, our New Japan Worker of the Year, if it wasn't for the fact that Shingo has pretty much already wrapped this up, <laughs> by which he, he's going to be retired after this year. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we keep joking about this, but we're it's like people think we keep joking about this, but we are one hundred percent serious. That Shingo probably wins the award this year again, and we have to just officially name it in his honor and pick somebody else from twenty twenty two onward. I, I'll tell you what, Ocon would be the close second in, in my estimation, if yeah, that were the case. Not, and that's not an out of the world estimation to make at this point either I mean, not to like, me at least i mean he's something different he offers something new on the table which my god I, 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 hand on heart when he was a young lion i never never would have thought he would because i thought he was just getting i thought he was just getting left behind by you know the development of like you know kitamiya and kawato mm-hmm. and holy shit he he was he he is an example of why maybe the excursion system actually fucking works. Mm-hmm. You know? Just one of those proofs that again, and I think even from like if you're just looking at it from an accomplishment standard, even if it wasn't as highly touted as the obvious Hiromu Takahashi example, I mean this was a guy that was holding tag team gold in Britain at a certain point there too, before coming back full-time, and he was in an undefeated streak uh, during his time there in Rep Pro as well. So they were doing things with him uh, that were of some note as well. So Hey, on a related note, on a related note mm-hmm. speaking of Rep Pro, you saw who came back, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Big, new, big news there as with Will Osprey being injured and with them uh, with Rep Pro, I believe, introducing another... Uh, championship that they had acquired from a merger with a different company well they have a certain uh, I think it was what Ricky Knight Jr. 
yeah. Our, our RJ. Yep. Yeah. So as that particular champion, then one of the first people to challenge him for that belt at some point before there is any sort of unification between the Red Pro title and that specific title that Knight Jr. is holding, it's none other than Shoto Amino, folks. We've been expecting him to be back, and we're getting him back both on that UK scene where he is supposed to be doing his uh, full-fledged, uh, you know, excursion onto, and while we keep going back to the resurgence, he's confirmed to be on that show now. So It's amazing how much he's developed considering Renee just gave birth to him. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a little little joke, little joke. He, he's an he's an older brother now, Jeff. Relax. He, he is. He is. Yeah. I, I, as Paul said, by 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 adoption or abduction, <laughs> probably both. Yes, probably both. Oh God, you know the the minute that Shooter actually shows up on AEW Dynamite to re- to rescue uh, Mox from a beatdown. Actually, you know what? Let, let's let, you know what? Let's sidestep. Let's talk about that for a minute. Can we talk about how on Dynamite? And you know, obviously, I'll talk about this in greater detail on Boom Goes the Dynamite with uh, with Paul Sebastian every Wednesday night on the PWOM Podcast Network. Um, we're getting two IWGP U.S. title matches in a row on consecutive mm-hmm. episodes of Dynamite. I mean, yeah. you gotta love it. Mm-hmm. And it's involving guys that are going to be at least one guy that's for sure going to be involved in resurgence in some way with Carl Anderson, you know, one half of the Good Brothers, who are also in a tag team tournament that we will discuss later on as we get to the actual like New Japan of America strong type of news. But yeah, we're getting a rematch of the Texas death match that we had at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and that's so, that's this uh, that's this coming Wednesday on uh, on Dynamite at night two of Fighter Fest. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll save obviously a lot of that. I mean, I already talked about this at length on Boom Goes the Dynamite. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't get your take on this, you know, from from the New Japan perspective. So you know, I think it's I think it's fun, and if they decide that Mox just can do like a special tag match with. Shota against the Good Brothers if they don't get past the tag tournament and stuff like that as its own sort of like marquee match for Resurgence and have Lance be the guy who beats Mox and kind of gets back into the mix with New Japan bookings as well as defending the title at Resurgence, whatever it might be. It wouldn't be that far-fetched given that, you know, Lance Archer spent a good amount of years with New Japan. I assume he still has a good relationship with everybody involved there and it's probably welcome back at any point. So, and, and we will have some more Forbidden Door news uh, later on coming up. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're we're in the middle of the uh, the Summer Struggle Tour, and uh, a, a, as we go on, now this started off with some you know name cards, you know the Summer Struggle in Sapporo, and uh, you know. I, I, but with like only one title match, uh, actually two title matches. I take that back. Uh, El Desperado successfully defended against Taiji Ishimori. So Ishimori, not a double crown like uh, Dusty was earlier this year. Yes. Uh, and then get a uh, and then we get a video challenge from one uh, Robbie Eagles. And I had honestly forgotten that Robbie Eagles was still on the New Japan roster. <laughs> I no I. 
I mean, unlike me, I was expecting him to come back at some point, so I'm glad at the very least they're letting him actually fly out from Australia to be there to at least make a challenge of some kind. Him and Despy should be a really good match between the two of them against one yeah, another. So it'll I'm be interesting. And then uh, on the second day of uh, Summer Circle in Sapporo, uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship changed hands again. Tetsuya Naido and Sonata have beaten Dangerous Techers. Uh, mm-hmm. Naido pinning Sabre with Destino. So they fall in their first defense. This is Sonata's third reign as a tag champion. This is Naito's only his second. And for that, you had to go all the way back to 2010 when No Limit was no still limit, there. No Limit, baby. No Limit. Yeah, you know, you know, he, he, when they had to beat you know, the Dudley boys and Bad Intentions. Yeah. Crazy. Ooh, and again, his, his first tag title in... 11 years. Yeah. Who, That's who, how long it's been. Who would have thought? And the rivalry by no means it's over because immediately after that particular tag match ended, Tai Chi and Zach immediately went at them saying that they wanted a rematch. Uh, I believe they had spent the entirety of the time insulting Naito, Naito and appealing to Sonata as he's the rational one of that group. <laughs> While Naito is the shit stirrer asking them, why is everybody so mad at me here? What's you know, going on? <laughs> I have to say the whole the whole setup to this with with getting uh, Taichi and Saber's autographs on the program that was actually also a, <laughs> a match contract. Yes, that was that, some of the most brilliant booking I have ever seen. Yes, between that and then also the fact that. At some point, they were Sonata, Sonata was kind of asking, "Like, do you like us as a tag team?" And then Taichi going, "We like you. We don't like him." Pointing at Naito, and then Sonata going, "You know, like I get what you guys are coming from, but it'd be kind of weird if you didn't like us both." And then Taichi's like, "Yes, yes, I love you guys. Just give us our rematch, please." <laughs> you know, going, All right, you know what? Yeah, fine. You know what? I, I I have been very open about the fact that I did not like Taichi and and Saber I liked more politically than as a wrestler. Yes. Um, the Techers as a team are perfect. They like, have uh, been they have been some of my favorite things about New Japan in 2021. Between the feud with the Gorillas of Destiny, which I never thought in a million years I would enjoy. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. And, yeah, now, yeah. This, and now and now. This feud with with Naito and Sonata has been absolutely fucking entertainment. Mm-hmm. Which is just great on the fact that Naito is like the one person on the planet that pisses them both off in such a massive level. But they're like, I guess we're okay with Sonata, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you dislike Sonata? I mean, like, I, I think the only one person actually actively... Smell- no, no, no. I know how. You're a smelly male nerd on the internet well, who doesn't <laughs> like women fawning over him. Okay, I, 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 I meant in in the ring, but I, oh, I, I, I meant in kayfabe. But okay, yeah, that, that you know what? You're right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I know Evil got maybe got mad beef against Sonata, but you know that's well, about yeah, it. Yeah, that's 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 canonical. So. Fair. Besides Go that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, how, how do you dislike that? That he just wants to pet his dog, and 
go 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 to concerts you know <laughs> be chill whatever let, yeah. let him live his best life yeah he he just wants to do he just wants to do his things he wants to do sonata things in his sonata way mm -hmm. oh boy so yeah that that was that was some some fun stuff and now we're heading into uh i mean th there's some summer struggle name shows like in nagoya and uh in osaka uh, there's no title matches on those. They're saving all of the title matches for Russell Grand Slam in Tokyo Dome, yep. which will have a limited attendance. Uh, I believe the hard... Now, I, again, I don't know what the hard cap is going to be. If they're going to set it at the 5,000 or the 50%, because mm -hmm. it was originally, like, maybe two or three states of emergency ago... It was the higher number that they went with. Right, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a situation where they again go with 50% given the amount of space that the Dome does have. But, yeah, it's, again, yeah, with everything that's been going on that we discussed at the top of the show here, it's kind of sad that we won't be able to see the Dome as filled out as it can be under the circumstances. But. Well, I, I, at least I'm glad that they were able to do this one because the the because the show in Yokohama was just completely canceled outright. Like they're not yeah. going back to that one. But they did schedule one in the in in the MetLife Dome, the, what we what we used to call the Cebu Dome. You know where uh -huh. where where the yeah. you know where G1 Climax 24 took place. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um. You know, back in 2014, which was one of my favorite ed editions of that tournament for years. So, uh, and I believe we actually did a strong solid history of, on that, didn't we? <laughs> yes, I believe there was a specific episode to that G1 climax. Yes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, let's go down Russell Grand Slam in Tokyo Dome. It's going to start off with a KOPW 2021 New Japan Renbo. So we have a Ram, and now this time Toriyano will be one of the first ones out because. He pulled some nonsense last time. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, it's kind of possibly the hordiest Rambo to date, too, because people were voting on the stipulations, whether it was handcuffs or blindfolds, Jeff. Yeah, that's pretty. Hor that's a pretty horny stipulation. That, that is incredibly <laughs> horny. And, I, and you know what? I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, we've all been cooped up for, for months. I mean, for well, for over a year. I mean, we may as well. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Just, just run with it. Just run point. with it. Yeah, you know what? I, I, and I am okay with this because I know it's going to be ridiculous. Anything that says KOPW 2021, people, don't take it seriously. You, you will be sadly disappointed if you take this seriously. It's yeah, not just, supposed to be serious. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, having fun with it is essential. I mean, it, it, it's the trophy that was formed by Okada that he lost by getting a nut punch by, by Yano. I mean, right there, you know who this Which is Which is still just so good, dude. My God. <laughs> like, it's so, so good. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, 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 I've said this before. I'll say it again. If we do not, at some point, get Toriano versus Orange Cassidy in the Tokyo Dome, then what do we even have the Forbidden Door open for? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, Orange Cassidy is a perfect surprise Rambo appearance waiting to happen at the Tokyo Dome, to be honest with you. 
Oh, boy. So, uh, moving on, we go to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship in which uh, Taiji Ishimori and El Fantas will take on the mega coaches, Ryusuke Taguchi and Rocky Romero. Taguchi has already vowed to, you know, finally reveal once and for all uh, ELP's loaded boot. Yep, that's been the talk of the town. And, I mean, at one point or another during these setup matches that we've had as well, too, like, somebody got a face full of Taguchi ass on them on the, yes. on the pinfall clutch. Yes, so. yes, he did. Sorry, Taiji. <laughs> you, you, you didn't read the fine print close enough, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, following that, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, El Desperado versus Robbie Eagles. And uh, we've already kind of talked about that. You think it's going to yeah. be good. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm not as high on Robbie Eagles uh, as others are. But, you know, we'll see. I just, I just think it is a situation where, while we've mentioned Shango and we mentioned Great Ocon, Despy's been one of the best people within the roster in 2021 in terms of like the consistency that he's had with his matches and just what he's brought to the table. So I just think between Despy being in form and Robbie wanting to prove something to pretty much everyone that hasn't seen him since last December, I think it'll be good and probably won't be the best match in the card by any means, but it will be good enough to hold its own. I believe, you know, I'll, I'll agree that that Desperado really is making, has made a case for himself for the, the NJPW wrestler, the, um, you know, I, 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 I can go with that. I, I can agree with that. He, he he's definitely a, a third mm -hmm. in, in that. So, yeah, I think but. he's somebody bouncing between second or third, depending on what your preference is, honestly. Yeah. So I just think that Ocon is just brings so, something different to the table than, than, yeah, than Despy I does. Yeah, I completely get where you're coming from with that. And, so. you know, well, Shingo. But, you know, mm -hmm. what more do you need to say? It's. Mm hmm. Uh, we then have the only non-title match on the card, Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb. I mean, what what is this all building to, though, if Osprey is going to be out indefinitely? I don't know, personally, but I do like the fact that it's Cobb in another big-time Dill match. Again, he had the one with Shingo and I2, a Wrestle Kingdom, which was phenomenal in every aspect possibly the best match out of that two oh that was oh that, that, that it was yeah. yeah and you know of course uh and he delivered against ibushi as well too not too long ago either so true i mean yeah it's great that since the empire Bob has broken out finally mm -hmm. that like we wanted him to like we all knew he could um after that, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, Tetsuya Naido and Sonata defending against Dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. We already talked about this at length. It, this is going to yeah. be a fun one. Yep, fun co-main event for this one. Uh, uh, I can't I, wait to see it. I do want to say, though, you know what? I'll tell you what. The Heavyweight Tag Team Division? Actually worth watching nowadays. It's been getting better. Yeah, it's been a good Between, year for them. And you know what? A lot of it, you know what? A lot of it has to do with Dangerous Techers, as I said, because I really yeah. enjoyed the feud with Rose of Destiny, and now th this feud, you know, Naito and Sonata are, are, are bringing their game, their A game mm -hmm. on this too, and it's been, it's just been fun shit to watch. Yeah, and I also think, like, for the Rose of Destiny, they were probably just happy that they were finally wrestling, like, a different team from, like, the 
previous three teams that were on the scene for like two years straight. Because arguably, like some of GOD's best work outside of the Dangerous Tacker stuff, if you remember Royal Quest about two years ago at this point, Damon versus Aussie Open was phenomenal on that card. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. And then who was it? It was Fletcher who got injured, right? No, it was Davis. Davis Davis got got injured. injured. Yeah, Davis got injured during Bola weekend, and that took him out for like a year. Yeah. So they just recently got back to like full time tag team stuff due to that. So. Oh, good. I hope to hope they can make a return at some point too. When when it's safe when it's safe to do so. When it's safe to do so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the main event, uh, Shingo Takagi defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Kota Ibushi, who has been waylaid by illness recently. Um, boy, I really do... I mean, I hope he, he gets well, but I really hope that there is actually a build to this match. Yeah. And also, I hope that there is a credible plan B in case Ibushi will not be able to, to fulfill this. Yeah, it's a wait-and-see approach with that, but hopefully it all works out because I do think... Shingo and Kota are the ki- kinds of guys, again, we know we know what Shingo's about, but we also have known very well that Kota is the type of guy that will go all out in these sorts of main events. So, but, at the sa- uh, but at the same time, I also really hope that Shingo is the champion going into G1 Climax, too. Yeah, so. 100%. I do, I do think that they're going to let him keep this for a while, at least. Well, they have to. If, if they ever want to give this belt some credibility, they have to. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, this belt is still not great. Um, I mean, the, 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 so far, the, the, the first two reigns of this title, not great. And Yeah, bit mired by some questionable decision-making and bad luck at the same time. So having one guy hold this for a while, I think, will do wonders for it. I, I, I completely agree with that, and I hope they, that they allow them to do that. Um, how are you feeling? How are you... Chris, feeling about New Japan right now? Uh, I know that... I'm, a, I'm okay on it. I think that it's a situation where some people, I think, are still taking it almost too seriously to the extent of, like, well, this is, like, this year sucks, blah, blah, blah. I think it's an off year compared to some of the others that we've seen in recent years, but it's not as bad as everybody else is making it out to be. It's just not what certain people are used to seeing and i know we had sort of a down spell on it to begin with with the sort of questionable decision making regarding how they handled ibushi's reign on that side of the fence to osprey and then the bad luck on osprey's neck getting broken and the the uh, title being vacated so i think if you're just judging it from the main event scene alone it's been a mess but if you're looking at it from an overall standpoint there's been i think more good than bad I think, I think they definitely turned a corner. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it, the first half twenty twenty one was not great. I mean, it, it was yeah. it was hard to watch at times. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as everything with Osprey, I just hope certain people have taken a good long, hard look at themselves in the mirror and realize what bullshit merchants that they were. That's all I'm going to say. Because yeah, that that that, that was some bullshit, you know. That everything that was going around, and um, you know, and and, and you know, the 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 talk of a, a a locker room rebellion among the 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 uh, the, the non Japanese wrestlers. Oh, and here comes NJPW resurgence. Hmm. 
that, that, that rebellion, huh? So again, I, I just I just hope some people are, are are proud of themselves, and I hope they made some money off of this, you know, to, to make it all worthwhile. But again, I mean, we we we've tried to look at the the positives too. The positives included, again, a, an actual rejuvenated tag team division with you know Dangerous Techers, Girls of Destiny, and now Naito and Sonata. Um, yeah, the the never t- the never open weight six man titles have been actually entertaining and compelling. Who who would have guessed yeah. that? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, there's definitely some work still to do. I think with the juniors division has been mostly, you know, it's usual self where it's one guy kind of carrying the ball and then you just sort of have everybody else work around it until Hiro moves back to action at this point. So it's... Yeah, I mean, I think and, and you'll there, have there's that. A scene that needs, yeah, exactly. But I think, yeah, there's a scene that probably needs a little bit more of a shakeup at some point when they can. The junior scene, both singles and tag, probably could use it. And as mentioned with the main event scene, not the best start for it, but they have been turning the corner lately over the last couple of tours. So. I mean, I'll tell you what, putting the bell on Shingo certainly made me happier. Yeah, definitely. But I also think it's the situation of... It's somebody different from the formulas. And I know we had Evo kind of do the stuff that Jay White was supposed to do if the pandemic hadn't happened. And, you know, that was kind of a gamble that they took and didn't pay off, I think, as well as they would have hoped. But... Well, it's because they didn't fo- think, that's because they didn't actually follow it up with anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's a, an L that they took in 2020 for sure with that because there was likes to do something of some kind with that ring however short it was but they just opted for yeah i mean they could have done something with evil after that they could have done something credible evil or credible with evil i should say and they just chose not to and mm-hmm. evil suffering now you know and yeah he is very much in limbo at the moment yeah he he is no no no, no it, it's by far not perfect uh am i more on with it than i was even two months ago? Yeah. Yeah, I sure am. But, you know. Um, ironically, NJPW Strong has been actually pretty strong lately. Yeah. They've been... They've been fine... They've been finding the formula that works for them under that one hour that they get every Friday, and they've been running some really good things with it. They have been not only obviously promoting their own dojo guys and people within that California scene that are able to be at their dojo and train with them, work with them, etc., but also bringing in some really cool uh, independent talent that's out there, like the Fred Yehais and Wheeler Yudas of the world that yeah. deserve a kind of a spotlight like this. How about, too, let, so. let, let's big up uh, the West Coast Wrecking Crew, too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Gerald Nelson and, and Royce Isaacs. And, yeah, um, definitely. And, and you know what? Actually, adding a title to it, it, it in effect, a, a a TV title for New Japan, the first time exactly. in their fifty year hit in nearly fifty year history, they have a television title. You know, yeah, pretty much. And I mean, Tom Lawler is a great first champion for that too, because he's got the stable behind him that will kind of do the dirty work. He's a hell of a wrestler, but he'll play the under he'll kind of play the antics as well as he needs to if it means keeping the title itself so there's definitely a lot of good elements there to begin with and you have tag team resurgence now happening and a lot of solid well, tag, tag team turbulence 
Turbulence. Turbulence. You, 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 yes. you, you kind of mixed I'm up. Thinking, the... Yeah, kind of mixed that with the big show name. That's on me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, let's talk about that because that was just this past Friday. Uh, the Good Brothers, Machine Gun Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, back in New Japan for the first time since February 20th, 2016, um, defeating TJP and Clark Connors, which, okay, no surprise there. Um, the biggest surprise of this round of the tournament uh, was Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita beating Fred Yehai and Wheeler Yuta with Narita getting the win. Narita's been getting a couple of big wins here and there, so it really that's going to be fantastic as a whole. Like I'm here for it. I mean, yeah, he's had big wins again. Uh, I mean, he's had wins against. Yeah, he got he beat Wheeler Yuta, who is now who is the as I was informed the IWTV independent champion. So yes, technically, that that means he 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 deserves a shot. Mm -hmm. Technically, uh, yeah. Yeah, Fred Yehai, of course, just won the AAW heavyweight title off of Mance Warner uh, two mm -hmm. Fridays ago. Yeah. And in a cage, that was a pretty good match, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's had wins against Chris Dickinson. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I saw him beat Isaiah Velasquez in Black Label back in yes. 2019. He, I believe, even beat um, Royce Isaacs. I think in uh, I think it was Dark Elevation when they showed that specific match. Yes, yeah, yeah, he beat yeah he beat Royce Isaacs too uh, on on Dark Elevation. That is correct. So yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, I, 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 you know what? I, I really hope that New Japan has plans for him and, and Shooter too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, speaking of Bryce Isaacs, he and uh, Gerald Nelson, the West Coast Wrecking Crew, beat Kevin Knight and the DKC. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we had Dickinson, Chris Dickinson, and Brody King in their capacity as Violence Unlimited, uh, beating. Dickinson's uh, former stablemates, J.R. Kratos and uh, Danny Limelight of Team Filthy. Yeah, and that's also one half of the ROH Tag Team Champions now, Chris Dickinson, who just won that set of belts uh, with Homicide as his attack, tag team. Oh, partner, nice. As a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, ROH suddenly got their shit together somewhat, booking-wise. Very... Yep, very interesting stuff. I mean, Bandito beat Roosh for the ROH World Title, which... Phenomenal decision there. Bandito's going to be a great champion for them. Can't I wait. I think so, too. Hey, um, I mean, yeah. Who knew? And so uh, next week is uh, 50 episodes of Strong, and uh, I should say this coming Friday, and uh, that's going to be capped off with uh, another defense by Tom Lawler against Satoshi Kojima, who mm -hmm. just left impact after being there you know doing a few shows there so he's done an impact who did impact get in to fill kojima's spot i mean a couple of people because ben juice came back for the show and they wrestled an impromptu match and won it but the kind of big bomb that they dropped at the end of that slammiversary show after kenny omega retained the impact world championship was none other than the never open way champion Jay White suddenly showing up? Yeah, the the the, the leader of the actual, in fact, Bullet Whoa. Club. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, not yeah. So that's interesting. Leader, the guy the guy who beat Kenny Omega for the United States Heavyweight Championship as well. Keep that in mind. So yeah, um, 
Very interesting. I really hope that they actually, in fact, keep up the feud between the actual in-name, actual trademark Bullet Club against the Elite because because that would be a complete waste of a shut-the-fuck-up-from-Kenta if they don't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and damn it, don't waste a good shut the fuck up. <laughs> but also, uh, I, I found out after I posted the blog today, um, the week after Resurgence, on uh, which is nearly sold out from what I understand. Yeah. Like, tickets yeah, have been moving on that. And, by the way, there's also going to be, in, two days later on that Monday, a the first ever NJPW Strong TV taping with a crowd uh, yes. at Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Um, Jay White's supposed to be there. So is David Finley. They have a match uh, for the Never Belt. Moxley's going to be there. Shooter's going to be there. The Good Brothers are going to be there. Finn Juice will be, well, you know, Juice Robinson will be there. Um, that could be a good show. And uh, we'll, yeah. we will preview that, of course, as we get closer to it. It's about a month away. So, yeah. So yes, we'll, we'll definitely preview it. Always that. still fun. It'll, it'll be fun for sure, especially with the live crowd element being involved in it as well and just seeing how they react to not only just the New Japan regular side, but also to see how they kind of react to the strong roster side of things too. I'm really interested to see how that dynamic is going to go. So yeah, but also uh, Jay White is going to be in the Chicago area on August the 21st at Warrior Wrestling's uh, Stadium Series show. The third yes. one. Uh, I may the, actually the final be, one, isn't it? Uh, it yeah, is the, the final, final one. one that, isn't it? Uh, I may actually be at that show. Hey, so, there you go. So that I mean, I don't know nothing else. Uh, the Dark Order from AEW are going to be there too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I may actually be at that show to see uh, CJ White because you know it, it, if there's a way you you want me to come to your overpriced indie shows, getting a new Japan talent is a good way to do it. You know. <laughs> It turns yeah. out pretty solid pretty solid um the last thing i really want to bring up uh was on july the first there was a show in another company uh that company called glate which i don't know what they thought they were naming this but <laughs> it's not really a, a i mean it is a word and it's something you don't want to look up but I think they were trying to go for great, and that's what they got. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main event of that show was was show Shotanaka against uh, one Takanori Ito in a UWF rules match. And uh, God, that rules so hard, dude. Oh my that God, that was a great. And you know what? That was not the only good match on that show because no, absolutely not. But just again, show. It has had MMA experience. We've talked about this before, but he adapted to this like a fish out of water. It was well, taking it to it like a fish to water. Yes, thank you. Yes, um, that is the thing that I was and, going for. And, and got the win over the presumptive ace of Glate too. So, um, but I mean, there were some other other fantastic matches here, and of course, I, I've you know my memory is not what I want. Let me bring up the card from Cage Man. Um, I was very impressed by one Hayato Tamura on that show. Uh, he was in the opening match against mm-hmm. L. Lindemann. 
Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I know that, yeah, El Lindemann got the win on that. But, yeah, I was very impressed by Hayato Tamura. Um, overall, though, I have to say it was the UWF portion of the show that was more compelling to me personally. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, I don't know what you what your thoughts on that were. But... I mean, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it for what it is. I've been... It's been one of those situations for me with the UWF style. I don't think it is for everyone. People who love it absolutely love it. Those who might not follow it as much might not get into it, I think, as much. So it's just, again, matter of preference. But I liked it for what it was. Uh, I know I think one of the indie companies, I think stateside with Paradigm Pro, they've been trying to sort of run their own like UWF division style with a couple of guys within their scene and... I think that's been a matter of preference, whether it's good or not. I haven't seen much of it, so I can't judge for myself. You know, I got to say, I I, I can, you know, I I think that a UWF gimmick only works in small doses at this point. Because we've had so so much actual MMA at this point. Like, why do you you need UWF-style rules, you know? (laughs) Like, it's not a good gimmick to run a promotion on at this point, I don't think. It's good for, like, an individual show or, like, you know, as as one match per... One or two matches per per card. But overall on this card, that was the more compelling one, especially because Chihiro Hashimoto beat the ever-living shit out of Maya Fukuda, and I felt so bad for Maya Fukuda falling after the match. <laughs> True, but Chihiro is a monster after all, and I mean, that's a Mako Satomura trained human being there, so kind of comes with the territory on being, like, super terrifying and being able to destroy somebody's existence if she's got to, so. Uh, the the other, I, I, I'm, and I did like uh, Masakatsu Funaki doing Masakatsu Funaki things. That, that That's always fun. We like to see that. But the one thing I do want to bring up is that uh, the the last of the of the uh, G Pro matches that they that happened on the show. Uh, first of all, I wasn't aware that Ryuchi Kawakami had left Big Japan to go to Glate, so that was a bit of a, a surprise. But also, um, look, I, I hate to break it to everybody, T Hawk is never going to happen, people. They have tried in three different companies. T-Hawk is never going to happen. I'm it's sorry. sad because I like him, but yeah, at this point, the signs are there. I mean, he's not bad, but he, he was never going to be the guy, and they keep trying to make him the guy, and it doesn't work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Feel free to send me hate messages at, at Strong Style Story without the Ian Style on Twitter. But, um... Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just it is it, it, it didn't happen in Dragon Gate. It didn't happen in in OWE. It didn't happen in in AEW. I don't think it's gonna happen in Glade either. Sorry. Uh, whatever. What did happen between Stronghearts and OWE? What happened there? I am not 100% sure. You probably have to ask somebody who did pay a little closer attention to the OWE side of the fence because OWE was like the hot product for like a while and now they just like they they, like you don't hear anything about OWE anymore I think it probably had to do something akin to probably this 
probably would be business circumstances if I had to guess anything. How the specifics I wouldn't know, but it would have, have to figure it's probably something business related between whoever was financing them and you know the showrunners. So. Well, you know what? It, it, you know, I, I, I'm all for anything that gives our our my boy uh, Shigehiro Irie a full time job. But yeah, I don't. I just don't think Shima's a good businessman at this point. So somebody just get Shigehiro Irie on the first plane possible back to the U.S. and just let him wrestle for like an AEW or Ring of Honor. Like he'll he'll be just fine. I think regardless of where he goes, but get this boy somewhere nice and stable that pays him and lets him just live his best life. He deserves that. I mean, yeah, I mean, closer, I mean, he'd be closer to Disney that way. Exactly. You know, you know, and God, I still remember seeing him in a high school gym in Whiteland, Indiana. And Oh God, all, all these second and third graders thought he was just like the coolest thing with, you know, his green Mohawk and everything. Everybody just loved Shigeru Irie. It was amazing. Valid. Valid as hell. Hell yeah. Ah, uh, so, but yeah, Glate, you know what? I I may be convinced by Glate. I may be, it turns out. Well, stay, stay tuned. We'll, we'll see uh, if, if Glate uh, continues to, well, you know, have Glateness, I guess. So, aha. Chris, is there anything you want to bring up at this point? Well, nothing specific on the pro wrestling side of the fence. I think we knocked pretty much everything out from the top of the hour stuff, talking about the state of emergency, our own indie bookings that we're going into here pretty soon, or AEW in your case. So I think it's as good of a time as I need to plug our stuff and get out of here. All right. Well, Chris, go ahead and plug your stuff and get out of here. All right. Fair enough. So I am at uh, Twitter mainly at Brazilian Fury. That's Brazilian with an S instead of a Z. You can also find my other podcast, Soundtracks on the Sticks, at Sounds on Sticks on Twitter. For the feed on that one, you just want to, you're just gonna want to go to notlg.com. You'll find that there, plus many other podcasts that are associated with that, including our good friends at Tornado Tag Radio, which is run by John Pingle, who's also been a guest host of the show at one point or another, and we miss him. So, indeed, indeed. Uh, hey, John, how you doing? Uh, you can find me at Strong Style Story without the E in style on Twitter. My personal Twitter at GDWessel2S1L. The blog is at strongstylestory.tumblr.com. And uh, yeah, I got a thing to plug. Uh, I have a crowdfunder for in a comic book that I self published in the 2010s that has now been colored and being released through uh, the publisher Cosmic Times. Um, search kickstarter.com for takedown number one, a sci-fi tale of action and vengeance, uh, including a variant cover by one Phil Hester. So, uh, uh, actually I just took a look because yeah, you know what? Maybe tying your, your sense of self-worth to a crowdfunder isn't the best idea, but, uh, yeah, we're actually in the home stretch now. We're, 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 uh, we're at 90% now. So, uh, that makes me feel a whole lot better. It has to be said. But, uh, yeah, so check that out. So, uh, Chris, any last words? Not for me. Uh, thanks again for listening to us babble on about Japanese pro wrestling and everything else in between for 
an hour-ish or so. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Enjoy the rest of our Sunday. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be back uh, in time to preview the NJPW Resurgence show that will be happening in L.A. on August the 14th. So uh, stay tuned for that. So until then, take care. Uh, goodbye.